It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and this is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be really fantastic. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. One of my goals this year is to make money every single day this year. It's It sounds like a daunting goal. A lot of people are used to making money once a month or twice a month or once a week. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have the ability to make money at will. And I think it's a mindset that people have to adopt first. So one of my goals is to make money every day. And I am on target. Today is, as I'm taping this, this is January 11th. And I've made money every single day so far this year, even if it's only $10. It's the energy of abundance that's important to me, much more than the actual money itself. But it's a really fun way to keep score. How can you make money today? So it forces me to ask that question. So how can I make money today? Well, I have a monthly subscription for my magazine, Success Profiles Magazine. People can subscribe monthly, annually, or once forever. I can also sell a book. I've got several copies of a couple of my books in stock, and people have sometimes paid me on PayPal to send and sign and send a book to them. And I've done that. Uh, you can also go to a garage sale or go to the dollar store and buy things really cheap and flip them on Craigslist or eBay. You can also go to items in your closet, or your garage that you will never, ever, ever use again. You can get cash and clear space energy at the same time. So think about different ways that you could make money today. And I'm talking about cash in hand. I'm not talking about selling a book on Amazon where you don't get to see the, the royalty for two months. I'm talking about cash in hand today. How can you do that? I promise that when you start thinking that way, abundance will come to you because the universe will find ways for that to happen if you are focused on making money every single day. And it's not a bad goal to have. With this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. And my guest returning for the fourth time is Steve Gamlin. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that. It's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and you can re leave a review. I would love that. Let me tell you about Steve. He's a fantastic and amazing guest. He's now in his 17th year as the motivational firewood, firewood guy. And he shares his back to basics, blend of positivity and humor with corporate and conference audiences around the country. Drawing from a decade in the radio industry, seven years of stand-up company, and his lifelong personal development journey, Steve shares real messages for real people. He recently launched an audio learning program called Engaging Your Why Vision Board Mastery, and you can find that at MotivationalFirewood.com. We have a lot to talk about and unravel today, so here we are with Steve Gamlin. Steve, how are you today? Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Brian. Great to be here again. Gosh, we go back so many years just being friends and, and brothers. Yes. It's just so great when we have these conversations on your show. So honored to be invited back. Awesome. Thank you so much. So the question I like to open with is, did you envision way back when that you would be where you are right now? You know, now looking back, I really did when I was about 10 years old, um, a TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati came on. And I thought Dr. Johnny Fever, the DJ on that radio station, was the coolest human being on the planet. So when I was 10, 
I wanted to be on the radio. And I also had an amazing teacher that year at school named Mrs. Farron. And she made me want to be a teacher of people someday, but not a classroom setting. So I wanted to be a, a you know, wanted to teach people stuff. And I also wanted to be a stand-up comedian because Steve Martin's Wild and Crazy Guy album came out right around that time. And I used to listen to it every night when I went to bed. So all of those things, you know, to my parents were like, you know, come on, get a good job with a good company with good benefits and work for 45 years and retire with a pension. Man, that just was not my my style or my path. So at age 24, I got into radio, did that for 10 years, blew it up, wound up becoming a speaker and a stand-up comedian. And then I realized all of a sudden, here I am teaching people, making people laugh, got to be on the radio for 10 years, owned a DJ company, which I just shut down after 28 years. Wow. So all of these things that I wanted when I was a kid, I finally, when I just started listening to my own voice, started making them happen and seeing the opportunities. And here we are now I'm, I'm still on the radio with you right now. Yes, absolutely. So one of my favorite questions to ask is tell us about your rock bottom moment or your defining moment where everything changed for you. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, it's funny. I was just uh, having this conversation an hour ago with somebody who was reaching out to me for the first time. He said, what was your, what was your moment that you talk about on stage that changed your life? And I said, well, yeah, in August of 2003, I was age uh, 35. I had just blown up my radio career because I was just completely fried. My first marriage had fallen apart. My financial stability was gone. And I kind of crawled home to live with family. And it was a really difficult year. And I had $3 left in my pocket on a Friday afternoon. And I went and hit golf balls at a driving range. Now, being a dangerous golfer that I am, I went to the farthest end of their property so I wouldn't damage any vehicles. Um, and I was underneath some big metal power lines. And a thunderstorm came ripping through. So mm. here I am in a thunderstorm under power lines, barefoot in the wet grass, holding a metal golf club. And just whacking away, hitting golf balls just to get out frustration. And everybody but me ran from the storm. And I even remember holding up the club for a moment, just looking up and going, I dare you. I'm just tired of this. And a, a day or so later, I was talking about that with a brand new life coach. And he says, so how was your week? And I said, put down <laughs> your pen and listen to this. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just shared the story. I made it as funny as I could about just how pathetic my life was at the time, but I still managed to laugh. And I, you know, I said, I think I made God laugh because, you know, I I'm holding up the club saying, I dare you under power lines. And when I got to my car, the rain stopped and the sun came out and then I started laughing and I just thought, okay, find the sunshine, find the light. Right. And that life coach said, have you ever thought of being a stand-up comedian or a motivational speaker? I think you'd be great at both. Wow. And that little 10-year-old inside me said, this is what we wanted to do a long time ago. I just never believed in myself enough. Two weeks later, I was in my first Toastmasters meeting to teach me how to craft my stories. Mm -hmm. And a couple of weeks after that, I was in my first stand-up comedy class to learn how to craft humorous material. And now I'm still benefiting. 18 years later from both of those trainings that shifted my life forever. That's absolutely amazing. And I love that. It really has changed your life. So let me ask you, because I know you do a lot of speaking, mm -hmm. how similar or different is stand-up comedy from motivational speaking? Are there skills that overlap? Most definitely. 
and and even though I only did stand up for seven years, I still rely on those skills in everything I do. And, you know, you and I, have, we've been around, we've seen other speakers, yes. we've both been on stage and we see the people who are out there who do the same thing verbatim their entire careers. They've got this one message, they have it memorized, they deliver it. They don't necessarily bring a ton of energy to it, but it's good, you know, and it serves them and they've built their careers and that's great. For me, almost every single speaking event or everything I do, I open with something that may have just happened, something unique to that audience, something part of a conversation I had with somebody in the hallway who didn't even realize I was the speaker, something that may be going on in their city or in their industry or something. What I want to do immediately is connect with people. And I fall back so heavily on the humor and how to construct it and use it properly and responsibly mm -hmm. that I'm always using those skills, no matter what, whether it's here in this radio conversation or on a Zoom call or walking down the street with somebody or on stage at an event. I'm just always aware that there's something I can bring that's going to bond us versus just kind of a memorized same old story thing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I love that. So why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? I was sick and tired of worrying if I was going to get fired. Mm. And, and that started mostly during my radio career. Uh, over the course of the 10 years, I was part of three different radio, ship, uh, radio ownership groups. Uh, my first rock station right near Boston. Uh, I was there two years. Station got sold. We all got fired. And I had a few months of of no job and just really depressed sitting in my living room, just hoping something would come along. Landed at New Hampshire's biggest rock station, worked there three years. They got sold. We all got fired. And then I wound up in the lakes region of New Hampshire at a three station group was there four years, was getting really exhausted and heard the owner was going to be going through a divorce soon and might have to sell. And I said, I'm jumping out of the plane. I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard we worked, how our ratings were, how many awards we'd won, even internationally for, for some of the humor and comedy bits that I'd written. Other people's life situations kept meaning we got shown the door. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to have that feeling again. And so for better or for worse, I've been 100% self-employed for the past 20 years. That's absolutely fantastic. We've got a couple of minutes to our first break. How has being an author changed your life? I get recognized a lot more and, and it's funny. I don't get recognized for me. I've, I've published four books. One of them was written by a small dog named super Teddy yep. and his face was on the cover and his lessons and his, it was a book of pictures of him with positive messages. That's the book everyone remembers. And everywhere I go, even on social media or if I'm live or something, that book is the one that gets remembered the most. Mm -hmm. And I love the notoriety. Super Teddy's no longer with us. But I love that because of that book in, mm -hmm. in the 11 years I got to spend with him, it's made me famous. So it started off me pimping him out. I think yeah. he's been pimping me out. Yeah. Busting <laughs> out of the crate. Yep. Yep. Is that what the... top 20 tips for people to be as happy as dogs. That's awesome. Is that available anywhere? Uh, it, it did sell out of the physical copies. We are actually... Uh, we're in the process right now of getting it available for print on demand. So it will be for sale again very soon. I love it. It's it's a great book. And that was one of the first introductions that you and I had was you gifted me a copy of this book. And I was just so amazed. And it was really, really cute. And it was beautifully done. And the message was amazing. So Super Teddy lives on. Yep. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yep. We are coming up against our very first break. I'm with Steve Gamlin, and he is the Vision Board Coach. He's got a Vision Board Mastery Program. We will talk about goal setting as we are at the top of the year. And that's a very important topic right now for a lot of people. And we will talk about how vision boards can help that come true. And I will ask him what his big mission is. I'll ask him about how failure has impacted his career. I'll ask him about the importance of believing in himself and the most expensive mistake he has ever made. I can't wait to hear this answer. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's marching Television in America is turning 75 this year. Visitors to the World's Fair in New York in 1939 were amazed to see moving pictures and hear sound coming from a small black and white screen built into a large wooden box. The invention of television, named after Latin and Greek words meaning far sight, dates even further back. Patented in Germany in 1884, TV sets were sold commercially in several countries beginning in 1928. The German word for TV is Fernsehen. Zenith introduced the Lazy Bones remote control in 1951, giving birth to generations of couch potatoes. In Britain, another word for the television remote is the Snibbly Bibbly. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Steve Gamlin, and he is the creator of the Vision Board Mastery Program that we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. And if you've not gotten my latest book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from My Dad. And the impetus for that was that my dad passed last year in February, and I took some time to grieve and process and all the things, and I invited 28 amazing people to collaborate. And Steve Gamlin is one of my authors. So I'm very happy and grateful, Steve, that you were part of that project. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It was an honor to uh, to be invited to be a part of it. And I'm actually sitting in the room, which is the basis of where the lesson I shared about my dad was learned. Fantastic. Put it this way, where, where it really hit me. Yeah. What That's he was wonderful. trying to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And we are working on another collaborative book right now for anyone who's interested. Uh, join my Facebook group, Authorpreneur Live. 
and I share all about it, but I also am making a series out of this. So greatest lessons, we're going to, my goal is to do three of them this year. We'll see how that goes, nice. but uh, it's on Amazon. So get that. So Steve, I would love to ask, what is your big mission? What is your big purpose? My big purpose is to help people to understand that there's a better version of themselves out there and that I believe in them as a speaker, as a coach, as the creator of the vision board mastery program with everything I write with what I share in social media, with my YouTube channel, with my podcast, with everything I create out there, it is to help and inspire other people to create the best version of themselves and to believe in themselves. And it all comes from a time when I didn't mm. in my own life. And I had a friend who did, who got me off my sorry, butt at age 24 to pursue my dream of being on the radio. And I got an internship and that friend passed away at age 23. But what helped me through all those 10 years, because I loved it. When I walked away from radio, I realized I'd actually done it because somebody else believed in me and inspired me to do it. When I decided to become a speaker, that was my why. And uh, it took another dear friend asking me 17 times, why'd you become a speaker? Why'd you become a speaker? to the point where I had tears coming down my face and I told the story about how a friend of mine believed in me and then he passed away. But I took the lesson and ran with it and created this amazing life because wow. good, don't ever forget that. Wow. So every time I'm on a stage or behind a microphone or on a camera, my mission is to get somebody on the other side with their eyes or their ears to understand there's a really cool version of themselves out there. If they're not living it yet, that they should take at least one step today. To get that's closer. Fan, that's fantastic. How important is it to believe in yourself? That's really where it starts, doesn't it? It's everything. We can have other people praising us up and down. You know, oh, you know, Steve, you're you're so great at this, or Brian, oh my gosh, you are so awesome at this. But if we look in our mirrors and we don't see it, you know what creeps in? Imposter syndrome. Like they don't know the real me. I'm not really that great. I'm not that smart. You know, here's all these mistakes I've made in my life that nobody knows about. Now I got them hidden. But, you know, me and the person in my mirror, we know. I, I Man, I wasted decades of my life thinking that way, not mm -hmm. having the confidence. I had a 10-year radio career. How many years was I actually on a microphone speaking? Two, year number nine and year number 10, because I didn't even have the confidence in my own voice to be a DJ, to be on the air. I was an off-air producer because I didn't believe in myself enough to talk on the darn microphone. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. And once you did believe in yourself, your life changed. It was awesome. You couldn't shut me up after that. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so you've alluded to rock bottom moments. How has failure impacted your career? It gave me one. In a lot of ways, because mm -hmm. I started to look at all of the learning experiences and, and believe me, I'm air quoting madly here with both hands, learning experiences, all the things in life that taught me something. I mean, so many people are out there that, you know, they, you know, rah, 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 buy my stuff. And they're telling all these glorious tales of their successes and putting pictures of their Lamborghinis and their yachts and their mansions and stuff. And I, I sit there like I'm on a front porch telling a story about, well, here's what happened in my life. Here's what I learned from it. Here's where I went from there. Here's how I created success. Yeah. So you know, all of these experiences teach, you know, anything that leaves a mark is, is a cool scar and a story that you can share. Absolutely. So speaking of success, why do you think some people achieve it and others don't? 
I think a lot of it comes down to believing in yourself first and believing in your greatness, even if you don't yeah. feel great yet, but believing your potential. I think the, the biggest reason is a lot of people just don't give it enough effort. They're not consistent. Mm. They don't create momentum. They don't believe in themselves long enough. You know, they, they look at the top of a mountain, but they keep looking over the shoulder going, well, I'm getting kind of, you know, far from the parking lot here. And, you know, I'm more comfortable down lower. And what if the weather up here is this, or what, what if this goes wrong? And they start to doubt themselves. And they just stop giving the effort or at least stop using their whole heart to pursue things mm -hmm. so that when it falls apart, they go, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, No, it was meant to be. You just didn't believe in yourself enough. You didn't yeah. give it enough effort. You didn't align yourself with the right people like you and I. We're part of a tribe yeah. of people that is just second to none in this right. world. We don't give up on each other. We don't let each other quit on stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got boot prints from our coaches and mentors on our butts Yep. for when we've ever wavered because these people believe in the best in us. And when we do, we get there. Yeah, absolutely. So here's one of my favorite questions that I've been asking lately. And I want to ask you, what is the most expensive mistake you have ever made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be. It could be a time energy thing. It could be an opportunity lost. But what is the most expensive mistake you have ever made, Steve? Uh, this was one of my books. It was actually, let's see, it was my, my second book overall that I published. It was the first in the personal development field. It was called 20 to Life in a Good Way. And it was 20 positive quotes with calls to action, which according to my brand is the motivational firewood. And then success journal pages where people took action on it. They could write down what they did, the date, the impact of it and create momentum in their life. And I was so proud of this book. I had a friend of mine designed the cover and I wrote it. Another friend of mine from my stand-up comedy days worked at a big printing company down near Boston. And I sent him all the chapters and he sent me the proof. And uh, something shiny probably happened because I looked at the first couple of chapters and then I just zipped all the way to the bottom and said the end. And I said, great, print it. Thousand copies, $1,600. It wasn't that big of a book. And a few weeks later, he goes, hey, man, your books are ready. Come on down. It was a Friday afternoon, drove down to Boston and was sitting in bumper to bumper traffic on the way back. Mm. And I've got this box of a thousand books riding shotgun in my car. And I'm just stopped. So I go, well, I'll open up the box and grab a book and check it out. And I look at the cover. It's just gorgeous. It's like, you know, your kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm flipping through the chapters. And I'm going eight, nine. Wow, there aren't that many chapters left. 10, 11, 12, the end. There's supposed to be 20. Oh. I'm like, it did look a little thin. And I pull over to the side of the road. Now I'm already sweating. And I called him, I go, Scotty, uh, my books, he goes, man, they look awesome. Did you come get them? I go, yeah, there's eight chapters missing. No way. Yes. And then he said, mm. you approved the proof. I said, yeah. And I opened up my laptop, which I had with me. Yeah. And there had only been 12 chapters in the proof. Oh no. And I just spent $1,600 in cash, which I borrowed again with the air quotes from that quarter's estimated tax payment to the IRS. That's what mm. I used to have it printed. Now I have a thousand books I couldn't sell. Yeah. And no money to print it again. And a dear friend stepped in 
first off laughed at me and then told me I was a genius. And I said, yeah. I'm sniffling going, I don't feel like a genius. He said, right. you now have a thousand limited edition sample copies that you can give away that are going to make people want to buy the full book. Yep. He said, you just got to position it right. That's all. He said, don't get up on stage and call yourself an idiot. Just say, hey, you know what? Life doesn't always work out the way we planned. So here's benefit to you. You get a free copy of the first 12 chapters of my book. By the way, the next printing is going to be done soon. I begged, borrowed, and stole another $1,600. Did it, and within about four or five months, had paid off both printings. Nice. <laughs> That's absolutely great. And I love that you had someone in your corner that pointed out the silver lining that you could use. And that is a brilliant strategy, by the way. So yeah. congrats on that. We've got three minutes to the next break. I want to ask you real quickly, what are your top core values? Oh, my core values. I, I actually did a great exercise earlier this year from a book uh, by a mutual brother of ours, Thomas Keenan. It's mm -hmm. called Unf Your Business. I won't use mm -hmm. the bad word here on your show. Right. But I went through the core values exercise, both myself and 14 people who I know, like, and trust, who I asked to share, and they matched beautifully. Build the most amazing relationships, create a vivid vision with everyone with whom I work, um, cultivate kindness with every conversation or action, and be fun as heck to work with mm -hmm. every day. Those yeah. are my four core values. And I include them in, in, client proposals now when people want to do business together i say by the way these are my core values if you can't match them we're not doing business together this right. is how i'm going to show up every single day mm -hmm. i promise to them that's amazing I, I love that i love when you make a promise to people like that so i want to ask you how important is goal setting there's a lot of noise out there about it yeah this time of year especially at the time of this broadcast uh, people are, you know, create your goals, create your vision, create your resolutions, whatever. I mean, they're all something, but I believe we have to be very, very specific in what we want. We have to know what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, and it's not just stuff. I work in eight major areas of life, career, finances, physical health, emotional well-being, relationships, ethics, morals, values, and integrity that guide you, your spirituality and faith, and your connection to the world in a real way. Mm-hmm. It's not just stuff. It's not the flashy things. It's not material. You also have to become the best version of yourself in the process of achieving them. And that's something that sets me and my programs apart from a lot of what else is out there. That's fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes people make when they set their goals. We will talk about why people don't stick to their goals. We talk about how people should evaluate success versus failure when attaining or not attaining their goals. And I'm going to ask him one of his favorite questions. And this is in air quotes. What do you think of vision board parties? This will be fun <laughs> because goal setting and vision boards is not an arts and crafts show. It's not, it's not, it's not. And if you think it is, you're not doing it right. And Steve mm -hmm. can talk to us all about that. And then we're going to talk about how to make 2022 your best year ever in the history of the world. So we'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will come right back on the other side. We're halfway done and we've got a lot to go. Please join us. We'll be right back.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Steve Gamlin. We're talking about vision boards and goal setting this week as we are at the top of the year. And these are topics that are hot and heavy on people's hearts and minds right now. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, you can go to successprofilesmagazine.com to order your subscription now. It's a digital subscription. The first seven days is only a dollar and you can pick annual, monthly, or pay once forever, and it's really extremely reasonable. You get to read every single issue we've ever done. We're working on issue number 50, and my guest, Steve, is the only other person who's been in every single issue besides myself since we started. So thank you, Steve, for your loyalty and your awesomeness. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Hey, it all started with you saying, hey, I'm launching this magazine. Do you want to write an article for it? And ever since then, I think the beginning of each month, I, I sarcastically type, I suppose you want another article this month and we sure. haven't missed one yet. Now for those, for anyone out there who's, who keeps saying, yes, yeah, someday I'm going to do that. Well, guess what? Thanks to Brian and the opportunities he's given me. One of the two books I have planned for release this year is a compilation of the most well-received and impactful articles that have been part of success profiles magazine over the years. So nice. You've opened up this opportunity that now I'll weave in some messages, mm-hmm. but that content is going to be part of my business platform. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. I, I love that you've been consistent and consistency is key. No matter what your goal is, you must be consistent. And my 10 year anniversary show is next week. That's consistency. I can't believe I'm still here. I mean, yes, I can believe I'm still here, but it's it. I when I first started, I could not conceive of the day that I would be here at the 10 year mark. I'm so happy and grateful for all of it. That's great. I'm proud so, of you for that. That thank you so that much. That is incredible because we were friends. Yes. Shortly after you, we we became connected. Shortly, yeah. I think, right after 
mm-hmm. you get started. I started hearing about your name. And 10 years later, here we are Yeah, on your here. show together for the fourth yeah. time. Absolutely. So we talked about goal setting and the importance of it before the break. I would love to ask, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they set their goals? The biggest one, they're not actually their goals. It's what either maybe a motivational guru said or someone in your family said or or just someone who said, well, if you want to be successful, this is what you have to do because it's it's some benchmark that somebody artificially created. So the biggest mistake is people, they say they want to do things that they're not really emotionally connected to or fired up about or or, or even believing that they can do or that they even want. That's that's the biggest one for me is they're not their goals. Yeah, absolutely. So is that one of the biggest reasons why people don't stick with their goals? I believe so, because if you're not emotionally connected, you know, the, the slightest pebble or just waking up one day and, and the wind blowing the wrong way can get you to say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, I don't feel like it today or, or some, you know, some life event happens and they get derailed in it's kind of like going to the gym. They want to be healthy or healthier. So they say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then one day it's raining or it's snowing or sleeting up here in New England, or it's really cold. Like today at the time of this broadcast, it is six mm-hmm. degrees. It's going to be 20 below with the windshield today. And people let these excuses come in because they don't want it badly enough. It's not so ingrained in their DNA and in their daily schedule to at least make that 1% difference every day. Hmm. They start making excuses and they start blowing it off. Well, you know, the consistency and momentum that you can build in a positive way can also build in a negative way. That snowball of quitting and self-doubt and non-belief and laziness can become just as big rolling downhill in the wrong way as it can growing uphill. Yeah. In a positive way. Yeah. So relating to goals people either achieve them or they don't and people tend to evaluate their success or their failure based on whether they achieve their goal or not is that a relevant benchmark it can be it's uh, in going back to what i said about becoming the best version of yourself you know we we may not hit our financial goal for the year but what we may do is build our skill set so well that all it's going to take is making a couple different connections out there with different people to launch you to the next level. So too many people I think are just so hung up on these, these numbers and benchmarks. Like if I, if I, it goes back to uh Talladega nights. If you ain't first, you're last, you know, that, that phrase from the movie. Mm-hmm. So many people think if they didn't hit the exact thing they wanted, that they have failed in some way. No, you got somewhere. You know, you, you, you went to the gym, maybe you wanted to do a hundred workouts this year and you only did 97. That's not failure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're in such better shape now to take on the next year. So mm-hmm. progress to me and momentum and consistency are huge. You don't have to tap dance at the top of every single mountain. And by the way, nobody ever hiked Mount Everest on their first climb. So take it easy on setting the goals way beyond. Yeah. What is even humanly possible? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people shy away from setting the big, massive goals because they want to settle and set goals that are realistic. Maybe that's their way of making themselves feel better about the things that they can or cannot do. What do you think? Yeah, I think a lot of people put themselves in too small of a backyard. 
And they think, well, I'm just comfortable here. I don't really want to stretch myself because what's on the other side of the fence might be scary. Or I don't want to fail because I'm afraid of what other people will think of me. And, and too many people get hung up on that and they get in this little comfort zone. It's not really bad, but it's not really great either. But they're yeah. not always willing to expand or try they don't believe in themselves enough or they haven't aligned themselves with the right people and attitudes they don't have enough people cheering them on from the other side of the fence saying come on it's cool out here Mm -hmm. so what i encourage people to do and this is something myself and and you we talk about that one percent per day Mm -hmm. that one additional action that one additional positive thought that one more thumbs up in your own mirror of you acknowledging something about yourself that you believe in you know i'm good at this so today i'm going to focus on that I'm going to move out one degree today, one degree. And if you keep doing that, if you think of it like that backyard fence, you keep pushing that fence out, making it a little bitter, bigger. You add a picket or two to fill in the gaps. You add another post when it gets bigger or a couple of rails, whatever type of fence you're building, you make it a little bigger, a little bigger, a little at a time in your comfort zone. And eventually you've got this amazing backyard. You've also built your muscles and built your confidence in the process because you did the work to expand your property line. Yeah, that's fantastic. So here's the question that I know you love to answer. What do you think of vision board parties? Yeah, those things are, they've taken on a lot of popularity over the past decade or so. At the beginning of the year, people saying, hey, we're having a vision board party. We'll have wine, cheese, crackers, scissors, glue sticks, glitter, bring your magazines and we'll you know, we'll, we'll all hang out together and laugh and cut up pictures, slap them on a board and create our best selves. Um, kind of like resolutions are to goals. It's something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't believe it's, it's very valuable at all because it, I'm going to share the example of my own program, the engaging your why vision board mastery program. It's, it's an audio program. It has 10 modules. In my program, you don't gather pictures to module seven. Everything else you do is assessment work. It's mindset work. It's prep work for knowing where you are, where you want to go, knowing why in all those eight categories of life that I mentioned earlier in the show and starting to brainstorm all the possibilities and potential long before you grab a single picture. And these vision board parties are basically come get loaded chop up magazines, glue stick them on a board, and there's your life. And to me, it's just, it's it's a little too instant. It's almost like drawing your life on an Etch-A-Sketch. One little thing is going to happen and your picture is already partially gone because you're not super connected to it. It's an Etch-A-Sketch versus a Sharpie. In my program, Mm -hmm. in my style, in my coaching, we're talking Sharpie here. Yeah, We're talking permanence and deeply rooted emotionally connected long before a single picture hits that board yeah that's absolutely fantastic i love that so when someone shouts to the sky and says this is finally going to be my year how do you respond to that i just laugh because i used to be that person and then i asked the person okay well what did you do last year nothing sure you did what about this year is going to be different from last year well, I want to do this and this and this and this. Okay. You got somewhere with that last year, right? I mean, you, you're you not just completely 
changing everything about your entire life. You just want one or two parts to be better. And if you make those better, it's going to automatically make the other ones better, right? Mm -hmm. Don't write off the entire last year as a failure because maybe you did that the previous year and the year before that and the year before that. Life is a long haul process. You get a whole bunch more birthday candles coming, however many you have coming on your cake. You're a work in progress. Stop just saying, I'm going to slap a wrecking ball to last year. And this is my year. This is a new year, new me. That's another phrase that drives me crazy. Right, right. So we've got less than three minutes to our final break. How can we make this year the best year ever for us? Four tools that I mentioned, and and some people go, oh, great, Steve's selling me something. No, you already have all four tools, pen, paper, heart, and mind. Go unplug, go sit somewhere quiet where nobody knows you, nobody's going to bug you, and write out what's really good or at least tolerable about your life right now. What are the things you appreciate most about yourself? What do other people say you're really great at? What do you love and what are you grateful for in your life? And again, in all those different eight areas of your life, Start to be grateful for what you've got and then just think, okay, what is the next level version of any of these? Now, I started off last year weighing 245 pounds. I didn't like that version of me. So I started eating better, exercise, stopped drinking alcohol, stopped drinking most of the soda that I used to drink as well Mm because I was kind of with the alcohol. Yeah. And and started walking and drinking water. You know, it's not a new year, new me. It's, uh, yeah, a new year. Let's work on creating a better version of me. Yeah. And I, I lost I about 22 that. pounds last year. And now this journey is to get me to 210 pounds. So I'm just taking nice. what I did last year, doing it better, being more yeah. focused, intentional, momentum, consistent, and grateful every day for even that 1% a day. That's absolutely fantastic. We've got one minute to our break. Tell us real quickly how important gratitude has been for your journey. It's everything. Uh, pen to paper, virtually every morning for the past 10 years. I've written down my three favorite moments from the previous day and no broad brushing. Don't just write them thankful for my job, my house, my wife, you know, how excited are you after a week of writing the same thing? Mm-hmm. I think of moments and in less than a line each as emotionally connected and funny and weird as possible. I write them down and mm-hmm. they have radically shifted my life. Most people complained about last year. I wrote 957 reasons why last year did not stink. Good. That's fantastic. So, and I would imagine that you put three things in it, wrote down three things and put them in a jar and you saved them for the end of the year. Uh, I have them actually just in a journal so I can flip through the pages. Fantastic. This is our final break. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com 
forward slash Brian. Baby, it's cold outside. So, can you guess where the coldest weather ever was? In August of 2010, Antarctica registered a temperature of minus 136 degrees Fahrenheit. And after nine and a half years of research in Antarctica, scientists have reached the conclusion that being cold isn't fun. In February of 1959, Mount Shasta in California recorded a record 198 inches of snow in one day. That's almost 16 feet. I remember when I lived in Wisconsin, eggnogger, that sleet, would fall and then the sun would come out and turn it into slupra, or half-melted snow. What's a word for a person who likes the cold weather? A chimophiliac. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. This is my uh, episode number 449, episode 450 will be next week, and that'll also be my 10-year anniversary episode, so I cannot wait. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do that and leave a review. And once again, the latest book that came out a month ago is called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Dad. It's on Amazon. I cannot wait for you to read that. So, Steve, let's talk about your vision board program. We've been leading up to this and building up to this for the entire show. We talked about goal setting, the mistakes people make. You have a vision board program that helps people do this. So how do vision boards help us reach our goals? The biggest thing, and and it goes back to something we said about making sure you're connected to your goals, what you want them to be in those eight categories of life. And I'll run through them again real quick. Career, finance, physical health, emotional well-being, relationships, ethics, values, morals, integrity, spirituality, and faith, and your connection to the world in a real way. So many people are out there just talking material things each year, and they put this stuff on a goals list or just these very vague things. And and the way I prefer to do this and the way I teach my people get very specific about what you want, get emotionally connected to it, make it a part of who you are and then become the best version of yourself along the way to make that part of the package. It's not just a list of stuff. It's a process. And this all came out from me at age 35, blowing my life up into a whole bunch of little miserable, unhappy pieces and putting it back together. And I just, I took a lot of notes. This worked. This didn't work. I heard about vision boards in The Secret for three minutes out of the 98-minute DVD of The Secret. A guy named yes. John Anasaraf was talking about vision boards. Yes. And he didn't tell people how to do it. You know, his approach was kind of like it was stuff. It was material things. But I loved the principle of it. And I started to think, well, there are these things out there called life wheels that have those eight categories or more. I you know mm-hmm. mine's a variation. Mm-hmm. So what if people set goals for every part of their life and were just as connected with the ones about their health and their relationships as they were about the material things and the wealth and the career and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And my life started to get better. You know, I took better care of my physical health. I put myself intentionally in situations where I felt the emotions I wanted to feel on a regular basis, feeling loved, feeling happy. 
and, and all the positive things. I started to put myself in better places for my physical health, like at the gym and in the better, you know, healthier aisles at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I wasn't buying big bags of corn chips anymore. I've started to eat fruits and vegetables whose names I couldn't even spell. Right. And I felt better and I got healthier. Well, when I get healthier, it gave me more energy to pursue my career. So all of these things making this big picture is how I grew my program over the years. And it's, it's unlike any other program I've seen. That's wonderful. How have vision boards helped you personally? I know you talked about your health improved dramatically. Yep. Uh, This June, I will be celebrating 15 years with the love of my life. Every, you know, I always call her my Tina. This June will be our 15th anniversary because in January of 2007, three and a half years after my divorce, I decided this is going to be the year that I find her, whoever she may be, my perfect partner and soulmate. I'd been working on myself for a couple of years, being more communicative and positive and just being the type of person I believed I would need to be to find, attract the perfect partner for me. And so I had pictures of people enjoying relationships that I wanted to have, like standing at the railing of a ship at sunset, walking hand in hand on the beach, laughing together, cooking together in a kitchen. And in June of 07, I wrote down in my journal, I'm ready to fall in love. And 10 Mm -hmm. days later on June 16th, I got an email from a woman I hadn't seen or spoken to in 21 years from at that point, over a thousand miles away on whom I had a crush in high school, but never had the guts to ask out. She reached out to me. And over the next four weeks, sight unseen, phone, text, email alone. She had no social media footprint. Hmm. I started to feel all those feelings again. And four weeks later, thank God she did it first. She admitted her true feelings. And then I confirmed mine. And we've been together 15 years. That's awesome. I imagine that there is a psychology around seeing actual images of what you want versus just simply writing them down. There's an extra element of validity to that, right? I believe so as well. The more senses we can engage, the more hardwired we make things, I believe. Mm. So, you know, I I ask people, what do your goals look like, feel like, sound like, heck, even smell like, you know, I've got a a Yankee candle in my recording studio called Cherries on Snow that smells like cherry Tootsie Pops. And it's my favorite scent from when I was a child Mm. and creativity and good emotion and good feeling and just a big smile. So every once in a while, I'll pull the cover off, you know, just inhale and mm. it just puts me in such a great place that I get started with my work here in the recording studio. That's fantastic. So you've had many successful clients in your program. I want to hear about your favorite example because I love this story. That would be Girafrica Jen. Um, yep. Been working. We I've known her for about four years. We coached together for about two and a half years and, uh, Right at the beginning of this year, it'll be my 13th year with her company, which is Athena's Home Novelties is the name of the company. And Jen came to me and she goes, Steve, this year on my vision board, I've got a really big goal, but I don't quite know how to go after it. She wanted to go on a safari in Africa. She's fascinated by Mm. the Serengeti and, and just the amazing, the animals and the people of Africa have fascinated her for years. So she set all of her other goals, but she goes, this is my big one. Mm. So. I said, well, let's coach. Let me coach you through this. We determined it was going to take two years for her to reach the financial goal to still be able to take care of her other responsibilities. 
I created a tracking system for her, which is a great way to keep track of your progress. And it wasn't very sophisticated. It was a page from a kid's coloring book of a giraffe with just enough spots on it so I could put her name, her boyfriend's name, and 500, 500, 500, 500, 500. She had to save a total of $10,000. So 10 mm. spots on each giraffe, one for 2018, one for 2019. Every time she banked $500, she would do, do, do a Facebook Live broadcast in color in a spot. And it was hashtag Giraffrica, which is the name I gave it for her. Yeah. She nailed her goal. Unfortunately, situations have delayed the trip for a couple of years now. Yeah. I believe she's on schedule to go this summer. And in addition, again, you're building the best version of, her, of yourself. Not only did she achieve this, she was barely scraping the top 20 in her company at that time. She has since tripled her business and was just awarded this past weekend. She was number two in the whole company for sales in the year 2021 at a time when they can't do their in-person home parties or expos. She has wow. flipped her business to being virtual and online and tripled it and hit number two in sales. That's amazing. I love that. I would love to have you talk briefly about the four times you were on the Oprah radio network. How did that happen for you? It was law of attraction again, because I had Oprah on my vision board, which I believe Oprah should just be part of the vision board starter kit. Cause if you've ever written a book, you want Oprah to talk about you. Right. And this was shortly after Tina and I had fallen in love and, and she moved back to new England. I'm looking at my vision board and saying, Oprah, got this great visualization story because she loves law of attraction and vision boards. So I went on her website and it said, Hey, Oprah has an XM satellite radio show. So I clicked on that. Here's all the hosts of Oprah's shows on her channel, which is all her buddies and her friends. And I clicked on that. It said, Michael Lozier, who wrote the book, the law of attraction has a show clicked on that. Here's the type of guest we're looking for. Law of attraction stories in life and love and money and business and all that. So I clicked on that. And it said in 250 words or less, share your law of attraction success story. So I very quickly shared how Tina and I had fallen in love. And within one business day, I got a phone call from a delightful woman with a British accent named Lola Vanderpoy, <laughs> who said, I mentioned your story to Michael in he would love to have you on the show this week if you'd be amenable to that. I said, Lola, I don't know what amenable means, but I'll do it. And she started yeah. laughing. And I wound up getting invited back to three other shows after that because she kept sharing my story with these other producers. Yeah, that's and amazing. Yeah, four appearances. And it's funny because I recently told that in an interview and the host of the show said, Lola's one of my clients and you absolutely just nailed her accent. That was perfect. <laughs> That's wonderful. We've got three minutes until the end. How, how can we find this program? If you go to motivationalfirewood.com, you can see some testimonials from people who've gone through it, who are my direct clients. And then on the products page, you can learn a bit more about the program. That's fantastic. So for the people who think they can just do them do this themselves, how important is it to have a coach guiding them through this process? It's everything. And I never discourage people from wanting to try something themselves, which is why I don't normally start promoting my programs till the end of January. I always say, how you doing on your own? You doing okay over there? But for long run success, you've got to have coaches and mentors in your life. We do. 
And look where our lives have grown over the past 10 years, Brian, because yep. the first off, the tribe we choose to be a part of, but also the coaches and mentors and accountability people that we have with us at all times. And so many people are out there saying, I'm 100% self-made. No, you're not. Nope. Stop thinking that. Surround yourself with the best people. Don't be afraid or think you're a failure because you have to hire a coach. You're a success because you did, because you understand you don't have to do it all yourself and you don't know everything. Right. Exactly. So here's the question I ask everyone toward the end. Mm -hmm. How, who inspires and motivates you? I get inspired and motivated by a lot of different people. Um, my Tina does mm -hmm. every day because there's a line in a song from Michael Buble. It's his version of the song home. Yeah. And it's, and, it, and it, it makes me real emotional. Every time I hear it, it says, this was not your dream, but you always believed in me. Mm -hmm. And at the highest and lowest moments of the past 15 years, my Tina has been there to pick me up, to cheer me on, to shake her head, to roll her eyes, to laugh and to hug me. Yeah. And that inspires me every day. When we wake up, whoever's alarm goes off first, one of my feet finds one of her feet and we both go, hmm. and that's my first smile every single day. So she's, she's my most inspirational person. That's fantastic. Any final thoughts? And once again, how can we find you? Motivationalfirewood.com is the place to find everything. And my final thought is take everything that Brian shares every single week and everything we shared today and leave at least one situation every day better than you find it if it can impact your life and the life of at least one other person i love it that's absolutely fantastic so once again that's motivationalfirewood.com and steve it was awesome having you here thank you so much for joining me for the fourth time right before my 10-year anniversary this was fun always a pleasure i've been cheering you on the whole way Awesome. And thanks for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Take care, everyone. See you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.